Okay, when you found out you were pregnant, what was the first thing you bought your baby? Chances are it was a pair of cute little baby shoes or a onesie. But let's be honest, little Nikes, Vans, or even cowboy boots are hard to resist. And they look so cute on those little feet. They do. But there's a chance, a major chance when it comes to wearing those shoes, that your baby might not want to keep them on. It's hard to get baby boots on. Let's just tell the truth here. Today on our podcast, we'll talk about the right time to get your baby into shoes of any kind. We'll talk about the proper fit, what to do when they're putting them on, and what to do if it turns into a battle. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Laura. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast. We're so glad you're here. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms on Call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hey there, my name is Caitlin and I live in Spartanburg, South Carolina. I'm a first time mom and my son is almost a year old, but we're having a hard time with getting him used to wearing shoes. He's taken a couple steps here and there. We know he'll be walking on his own in no time. When we're at home, we obviously don't put shoes on him, but when we go to church or out to dinner or something like that, we're trying to get him used to wearing shoes and he is not having it. We've taken him to a specialty children's store to make sure we have him in the right size so nothing's hurting him, but he's just really having a hard time with it. Do we just need to keep trying and eventually he'll get used to it? Or is it okay to maybe push the issue down the road a few months when he's actually fully mobile? We don't want to scar him for life, but also don't want him hurting his little feet. Thanks, y'all. I love how you said you don't want to scar him for life. So let Laura and I reassure you um, in this moment and everyone else listening, every other parent who felt this very natural um, accusation that comes, what I always say, from inside the house, you are not going to scar him for life by asking him to do the things that the activities of daily living that life requires. So you're a great parent. And the one thing that we know for sure is he's going to be fine, shoes or not. So let's talk about why kids kind of have this affinity, some do and some don't, and what we can do about it. And one thing is it's unfamiliar, right? You know, sometimes we're putting shoe, the little cute socksy shoes on them, you know, very, very young, but as they're getting closer to this 12, 15-month mark and we start to go to lack of better word, real shoes, right? Yeah, like they're stiffer. Yeah, they're stiffer. Yeah. They feel different. It's yeah. just different. And so, you know, a lot of times it's just unfamiliar. And I also think that, you know, we put the shoes on, they throw a fit, they're trying to pull them off. Well, guess what we do? Our eyes are big. We're starting to get nervous. We're anxious. We're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to ruin him for life if I put this, you know, <laughs> so make normal. him wear these shoes. And so now we're giving a response to that. And so then the next time we do it, it happens again. And now it, and three weeks go by and, and there's still this battle around shoes 
at 12 months of age. So one of the things that we can do is, and Laura and I will say this all the time, we cannot make life accommodate our kids. We want to make kids that can accommodate life. And that's what we're working toward. So we all do things we don't like. We all have to sometimes wear things that are not our favorite. So we want to start this subtext of, you know, you don't always have to like the shoes, but you still have to wear them sometimes. And very natural and normal. Like that's just how it works for all of us. So you don't have to make shoes just the ultimate in comfort because you don't have that feedback loop with a child this age yet. He's not going to like it. If you put the softest clouds that felt like he was walking on air on him, he wouldn't like it. It's not about that comfort level, but I appreciate that you're concerned about the right size, about having them fitted. And we'll just say like, give it a trial run. Yeah. We're going to have to wear shoes today. I know you're not crazy about it, but you'll be great at it or you'll figure it out. We all do. And that confidence with you helps to set uh, the foundation of helping them to do things they're not crazy about, which they can do. Right. And and I also think that when we're getting those shoes on and they're fighting and throwing a fit, we get the shoes on and we direct. We redirect attention. We use distraction. We get outside. We go to the door. We talk about the, the clouds in the sky. We use redirection at 12 months of age to get them focused on something else. And then we put them in a car seat and they properly take the shoes off while we're driving to wherever we're going. We know. Oh, we know. And then we're having to put them back on. But in the car seat, it's a little bit easier because those feet are a moving target. This should be like a proper rodeo sport for some. Yeah, definitely an Olympic sport for sure. Yeah. And it's easiest to get those Velcro ones off, but they do make some really hardy Velcro. So sometimes you know, looking for shoes that kind of have that hardier Velcro, they're just harder to get off. And just like Laura was saying, she had, you had such a great point, Laura, when you said, um, part of it is our reaction, even if it's a frustrating reaction, like they want to continue to see what frustration looks like, not because they're mean spirited, but because they're curious. Well, and it, it, you know, at 12 months of age, they're, they're become those little personalities are really That's starting so to come up. And, you know, we talk a lot about our toddler by design. Mm-hmm. And some of those things are already starting to come into play. I mean, I can remember doing a consult, sweet little family. This little girl could not have been five weeks old. And I'm talking to her and she's looking at me and I mean, smiling and laughing at five, six weeks old. Wow. She was focused, knew exactly what she was doing. It, it was the craziest thing. And I turned to dad and I said, I bet you she's going to be social. And he's like, what are you talking about? Because this was their first kid, right? I was like, at 18 months of age, I want you to do the Toddler by Design app, and then I want you to let me just write this down somewhere that you have to let me know. And I am, I kid you not, 18 months old, dad says, he sends me an email. Of course, they were expecting their second child as well. And he's like, I just need to know, how did you know? So there are things that start to kind of show their face as early as, you know, little bitty bitty. Yes. So at 12 months of age, I would bet that some of those things are showing. Absolutely. And they're all different. Not all babies are going to smile at five weeks. Some of them are little engineers and some of them are touch. But just like you were saying, Laura, I really feel like a combination of social 
and touch. And so, yeah, for this child who kind of has this affinity to not love the shoes. I agree. And, uh, and you can go out there, take that little quiz, and it does have really practical elements of things you can say and do. Like, this is mom's on call. We don't have all day. We're just going to give you the high points, give you some options, um, a little script here and there to help to build their confidence and help them to do some of the things that they don't necessarily want to do so that, again, we're building kids that can tolerate and tackle life and some of the things that they don't love but are required. And I tell you what, if you go and do that toddler by design app, yes, 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 we usually say take it around 18 months of age, but I would love for you to go ahead, go take that toddler by design. And when you get those results, email those to info at momsoncall.com because I would agree with Jennifer, probably social touch. Uh, is going to be your her high motivators. And for those of you who are unsure what the options are, it's a smart <laughs> so paradigm, fun. right? Smart, <laughs> smart because we couldn't do smart. Yeah, smart with an A. So what that means is S, social, M, movement, A, an engineer. That's why it's A. Uh, R, which is rule follower, and T, which is touch. And these are the five primary motivators for toddlers. Everybody's a different combination. And Laura, it's funny with my toddler clients, I'll usually start around 12 or 13 months just to see, because sometimes if you have two things, the kind of competing, they're high and social and touch, you'll see at certain times more social and at certain times more touch as they grow. It's just so fascinating to do it. And we give you percentages and those percentages are unbelievably accurate. It just, it really amazes us as we've had so much time to, uh, we developed and use this tool to help parents to understand the motivators of their kids and why something that works with one kid might not work with another to give us very specific ways to do the same thing across the board, which is to teach our kids how to handle and manage the way that they're designed in this world. And it's one of the privileges that we have as parents. So I know when he pulls those shoes off or whines, that's not feeling so much like a privilege of parenting (laughs) in that moment. However, Beautiful things are happening as we get them to just participate in the activities of daily life. Let your confidence be contagious as much as possible. And um, and we will. We will see that he may be the next Nike shoe designer when he grows up. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're asking yourself if you're going to ruin them for life, that is the sure sign that you will not ruin them for life. Laura? I am going to introduce you to something fantastic. You know, you and I have worked a long time and we have put a lot of babies to sleep and toddlers to sleep. And our own kids. Yes, all eight of them. And now I'd like to introduce you to the Moms on Call Sleep and Grow Mattress by Colgate. Colgate. They have been so instrumental in listening to what we wanted what we knew that our families needed, and then walking us through that process, and it has been so much fun. We're dedicated to providing a safe sleep environment for families. So this crib mattress checked 
every box. We went to Colgate. They're family owned and operated. We met with them. We toured the facility and we saw all the things that they could do. We had a long list, Laura and I, of what we would ideally want, the safest environment in which to put your baby and get those great long nights of moms on call sleep. And they met and exceeded every single one. One of the things that's at the top of our list, Jennifer, was safety. We wanted to make sure that this mattress was safe. And by safe, one, it's durable. It's got a 5.5 inch thick, high quality foam mattress that's made from plant-based oils and a soft cover that goes over it that helps with that waterproofing. And it's lightweight, Jennifer, which makes for those nighttime sheet changes so much easier. And there will always be those, especially through toddlerhood. But you know what the safety, when we talk about foam, when we talk about the plant-based oils, I think that we all think, yes, but does it off-gas? And what Colgate has is a hypoallergenic, phthalate-free, GreenGuard Gold and Certa Pure U.S. certified safe for no harmful emissions. It is tested and it is as safe as it gets. One of the things that I think is so important as well is the fit of that mattress. One, you want to make sure that your crib mattress fits snug. We did square corners for a snug and safe crib fit. And this mattress fits all standard size American cribs and toddler beds. So you really can sleep and grow safely with Moms on Call and Colgate. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey. 